Hello and welcome to another episode in the You're My Comzero podcast with someone who's part of the Comzero community. And today we're going to hear about a particular tweet that described what people think is the role of comms people. Uh, an interesting one and one that certainly caused uh, and created a lot of replies, quotes, retweet, and retweets on, on social. So I'm delighted to um, to welcome Laura Millward, um, who's senior comms and events professional, a senior comms and events professional at GMC Digital. So thanks for joining me, Laura, and it's a pleasure to welcome you as our latest guest on the You're My Comms Era podcast. Great, thanks for having me. This is the uh, first podcast I've ever featured in myself, so looking forward to it. Excellent. Do you listen to many podcasts? I do. I've produced a few before now, and I I, uh, I do listen to a few. I admit it's probably one of the areas I need to, to do more of. But there's loads of interesting content out there. Excellent. So before we go into the tweet, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Lauren, and, and the work that you do. So I've been working in communication for well over 10 years now, um, all public sector roles bar one. Um, and the last few years I've tried to um, focus on one particular area and that's predominantly been um, roles working in digital transformation. So communicating digital transformation and, and everything that goes with that. Um, and com- comms is, is complex regardless of kind of what area of it you work in. But I think when it comes to communicating change and transformation in particular, those complexities increase. Um, but it's a really exciting space to work in and as you can imagine the kind of pace of change that's come in that arena since uh, coronavirus um, has, has brought change about at a scale we've never seen before and it's been really eye-opening and really interesting to work in. Excellent, so quite a, a, a lot has happened to you. So now let's let's talk about that, that tweet. So I noticed that the reason for this podcast was I noticed the tweet um, that you put out, which I'm going to let you tell the listeners what it was, um, but it was describing what um, what people think is the role of comms people. So can you share for the listeners what what, what was written in that tweet and, and what was the catalyst for putting it out there? Yeah, no worries. So um, I tweeted that um, comms is the only role where you think your job is to do everything, but that you also do nothing. Um, <laughs> So I, I suppose you could say the catalyst might be working in comms and making it to a Friday. Um, but but there was a few catalyst, catalysts behind um, the sending that. Um, one of them being I'm, I'm a, a part of a few different networks of comms professionals, some Facebook groups, for example, and of course the comms hero network um, that yeah. I follow on Twitter. And I've noticed more and more since March, really, that... Um, kind of shift of those groups and the purpose of those groups has, has changed and they're almost becoming kind of mini therapy sessions really for us comms yeah. folk. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot more um, m- lot more people asking for advice on how to um, manage people really more than managing the, the work um, and people whose perceptions perhaps of what we do in comms isn't really correct um, and I think those perceptions have always been there and it's something that as comms people I'm sure we all feel on a day-to-day basis but it it does seem like the start of the pandemic it's kind of brought that issue to the forefront a bit more Um, and I think that that week in particular I'd just seen a lot of that um, on social um, and as part of those networks 
And I think as well, working in, in change communication and in particular digital, with that rapid growth um, over the last 10 months, it's kind of made me wonder why and, and how people have managed to adapt so quickly to those changes in working environments, in the pace that we're having to deliver work, but the culture around comms roles um, and what we do in particular, probably in particular in public sector as well, I'd say, still remains a challenge and that shift doesn't seem to have moved across to elements of the job as well. I think the subject yeah. as well, it just it just fascinates me, the kind of psychology behind it as well. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's great. And I wonder how many people, how many of the listeners, when they hear what you just said, will be nodding with agreement. Um, and therapy, I like that. So um, we'll treat the, uh, the all the communities and groups and what have you are good therapy. I know exactly what you mean because we've... Um, that was kind of the reason we did comms here a week back um, uh, on 27th of September to have a whole week of that that therapy and just reminding comms people of the fantastic work that they've been doing. You know, sat around waiting for um, Boris Johnson to deliver or um, whoever to deliver briefs on what the next lockdown or tier is and having to develop three strategies, waiting to watch which one to internal and external comms audiences so it's been a, um, um, I was going to say unprecedented there but we're all I thought well, we've stopped using that word now so I'm not going to use that um, but it's been a different time so and I think that therapy is definitely something that's um, required so you um, you got the tweet itself just went off it exploded didn't it and it got so many different responses from fellow comms professionals what kind of responses did you did you get a beat you know it'd be great if you can read out some of those some of your favorite ones from there as well for the listeners because yeah, there, so there, there were quite a few to choose from there, there was a um i've tried to think of some of my my favorites but um it's probably worth worth mentioning once the um once i started getting notifications of of kind of quote tweets yeah. Um, started panicking a, a bit, thinking, "Oh, has this come across as having a bit of a moan?" Um, which it, it it wasn't. It was a genuine observation. Um, yeah. But actually, once I, I got onto my phone and saw the type of content that was coming through, it was all really positive, and it was almost kind of felt quite cathartic. Yeah, yeah, um, very supportive, wasn't it? I think it was yeah, all... really a really supportive <laughs> thread. I mean, even if you didn't at that point read the tweet and you were just reading the thread, I think um, some of the the comments that were coming through were, were, were amazing um, there was um, one in particular around um, that people subconsciously think because they communicate daily that it's the same as professional communications um, which I think is something if, if you work in comms you definitely will have felt at some point if not um, if not all the time that perception that comms is just sending emails or it's just sending out tweets and if you do that at home then you that translates to the work environment, yeah. um, which obviously we all know it doesn't. And it's it's great if you work with people that understand social media and understand the value of it. Um, but I think there's still quite a bit of work to do in actually what the difference is between having a Facebook account for personal reasons and managing a Facebook account as part of your role, as part of your job. Um, there was another interesting one that said, uh, if something goes well, it's good programming, but if something goes badly, it's comms fault, um, which 
that uh, I think that did get quite a few likes. I think that was quite a relatable um, comment to the thread. Um, and there was quite a few similar tweets that came through saying, um, like I said, it's therapy. I think there was a, a few that came through that actually did say this is therapy. Um, this thread is everything. Uh, there was one actually that came through saying, um, I thought I was alone until now. And there was actually a lady that said she'd got to Friday and she didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Um, but then she'd seen the thread and she feels a bit better about how her week's gone. Um, so it's really nice. It was, um, yeah. So we're all on the same page. So as, as I look at the tweet now, the, the, the stats just for the listeners are uh, 88 replies, 420 quote tweets and two and a half thousand likes. So that's not, that's, is that the kind of most engaged post that you've had on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I would think so by a long, a long yeah. shot. Um, have you I switched do... your, have you, have you deactivated your notifications now? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I'd had to do that on, on Saturday. I think there was a period <laughs> where my phone just, and I couldn't, I couldn't not look. I couldn't stop yeah. myself from, from, uh, from looking. And then I got told off for looking at my phone too much, being on my phone too much at home. So we muted. <laughs> No, no, absolutely. No, that's brilliant. So there, there've been um, so many comments. I remember, like I say, that that's what that's what prompted um, uh, me inviting you to uh, the Comzero podcast. Just in terms of there's loads of nods of agreement, and there, um, I think we will we'll see if we can immortalise that onto a Comzero uh, T-shirt. So we've got a range of about 35 of them that say the same thing. Can you just pretty it up, and um, can you just put it on the thingy and what is it you do again and things like that can you make it go viral it's all it's and we've been those t-shirts have existed since about 2015 you know so it, it it's still five years on has has the perception of comms um uh, changed and how long have you you mentioned was it 10 years that you've been uh, working as a comms professional yeah over over 10 years it's yeah. um, it's interesting isn't it it's an interesting um subject I think unless I had reason to, I wouldn't personally kind of question someone's work or assume yeah. that a piece of work is for someone else to do. I mean, the amount of times you've been CC'd into emails that say that's kind of that's a job for comms. It's, it's not a job for comms, but there's an assumption uh, that it is. And you might not have asked the comms team first. And it kind of when when all these comments and replies were coming through, it got me thinking kind of what else can we do as a community? Because like you said, it's not a new issue. It's something that's been no. floating around for quite some time. And we all know like the, it's around influence and kind of culture shift. Um, but how we actually do that, there's obviously no silver bullets. I'm sure we've all been trying to, if there was, we would all have uh, been using that for quite some time, so. Yeah. And what do you think, Some an off the cuff question here, what do you think things like the organizations, institutions like, CIM, CIPR, and PRCA. What have they got a responsibility? You think to to comms professionals to elevate the role uh, or the perception um, of comms and its value to to organisations? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, um, CIM and CIPR obviously do some fantastic work, and I've joined a couple of CIPR um, training sessions recently. Um, that have been put out for free, um, which is great. But a, a lot of what I see both of those um, bodies doing is kind of communicating um, to comms, to their peers, and that's their offer. Um, I think there's potentially a gap in um, 
organisations of that kind of influence and at that level doing more with non-coms professionals um, and it's kind of that sort of like safety and numbers and all singing from the same hymn sheet sort of thing if um, if it's not just us it actually in your organisations that's trying to shift that culture if it's actually something that's addressed through um, kind of bodies and, rep and representatives that have a, a wider reach I'm sure that wouldn't do any harm. I like that I like that to get a different perspective and start educating the people who uh, and enjoy the services of comms professionals and comms team whether that comms teams whether that's in-house or um, external freelancers or agencies for that matter um, so that's probably an interesting perspective to explore on another podcast and maybe I'll, I'll look to get um, CIM or CIPR on one of the comms era podcasts to, to talk about how they'll do that or if they're doing that sharing some examples of um, educating other other departments and functions within organisations to to help understand the value um, of comms. That 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 will be that will be interesting and a different certainly a different take on it um, for sure. Yeah. So that so that tweet was it was fantastic. It got loads of response. So I wanted to um, uh, you mentioned comms zero in amongst those answers and that therapy in the communities and what have you. So you're you're part of that comms zero community, Lauren, and you've uh, attended our. Um, event in Manchester last year. So what, what do you think being part of a community like ComZero is so important to comms professionals? Well, especially this year, I think more or less every profession has probably been way busier than usual um, and has had to adapt more than ever. Um, so we've probably spent even less time than we would usually on our own personal development. And that's a big community for me. Um, so not just about kind of finding time in my diary to attend training sessions or um, I might not have been able to find as much time to attend events this year. Um, being part of um, communities like Comms Heroes means there's always some learning to be had via that network. Um, it, your learning might be, like I said from that reply earlier, that you're not alone. That might be your takeaway. Yeah. Uh, it might be a skill, it might be someone's experience that you can then translate into your own piece of work. But I think um, that's a massive part of being a community, uh, being yeah. part of a community like Comms Hero for me and, and why they're so important. Yeah. And I, I really find um, value in the relatability of Comms Hero in particular, um, which is why I think that tweet went so popular, um, that it was just relatable to more or less everyone that works in comms. And, yeah. I think Comms Hero as a network is quite relatable. The, the stories that you, that you hear, and if you go to an event, the type of speakers that are there, it's it's all very people-centered, and it's real stories and it's kind of real experience. Um, so that's that's the kind of importance yeah. and value of them for me. Yeah, no, that's great, and and, and that's again the catalyst for setting up the um, the monthly Comms Hero kind of networking events. That's that's the the key inspiration behind that was because of um, in-person events, not, nobody's been able to do them. Just setting up a free to attend virtual event, which is the first one of this monthly series of on the 16th of December, 12 till two. And we've got a, a, we've got seven minutes of chair yoga from Frank Sinclair, Fit with Frank, who was a speaker at Comms Hero Week. But also we've got a couple of other interesting speakers just doing literally a 15 minute slot. But the biggest part of it is giving comms people the opportunity for two hours to drop in, 
and actually network face-to-face -face on tables with each table has eight people on, so seven other people and go and jump on another table or go into the speed networking. More to give people, so there's a lot of relationships to be had there that um, I've seen a number of people after uh, who probably attended Com Zero for the first time because it was virtual and they were able to, but they've stayed connected and chatted on Twitter especially um, lots more after that. So it's great that that community in Com Zero can do that for people uh, and that, that monthly free event will be something I hope that, you know, it's free so, you know, whoever wants to attend can attend and wear what you like, eat whilst you're there if you want. It's entirely up to you. It's your, it's your lunchtime and um, you'll be taking relationships away. So no, we're looking to, to harness that community spirit and um, because like you say, it's been so important this year. I hope that, you know, we're all hoping that we'll see the end of COVID in the not too distant future. And I hope that those relationships and community building continues at the pace that it's gathered this year, because that will be the acid test really um, of communities after that. But um, uh, so what I wanted to um, ask from yourself, Lauren, the, who are your Comsero inspirations? Are there any people or brands that you can share with the listeners that, that inspire you? Um, oh gosh, there's a question. There's probably quite a few. Um, at the last Comsero event I attended, actually, the one you mentioned in Manchester, um, yeah. the marketing team from Greg's spoke. Greg's, yeah. Fiona um, Mills, yeah. I found that really inspirational, um, just hearing from a different sector, not just a different sector, but a completely different part of the se of that sector than, than, than I would usually hear yeah. from. Um, the, the dynamic of that team was really interested in just hearing how they did things. And I think they've got a really fantastic brand. They've, they've really built that up yeah. and they've got a great balance there and coming up with some amazing ideas. Um, but what I found quite inspirational that um, while I was listening to them, I was actually thinking of how I could um, take that away and kind of implement some of those ideas in my own role, which is yeah. completely different. Um, like I said, public sector, I have absolutely nothing to do with kind of sausage rolls. Um, but, I, but hearing how they did things and what the value of, of those were, um, I found myself kind of thinking that, oh, I can take away and I can try that. And, and they brought vegan sausage rolls to the event, so... They did. They did. I did enjoy one of them. my first experience. Yes, um, they, uh, my first experience of them. So they were they were good good value. They were from, from Greg's. Yeah, no, they, we had lots of really positive feedback from them. And um, but no, they continue even with the recent um, take on the PlayStation uh, launch. You know, the, you saw the tube signs and what have you that had changed to the four icons. They'd sent out um, donuts and various baked goods. Um, to journalists and what have you as a bit of a PR stunt which um, got the coverage that they tend to get on a lot of things so no that's great that's um, Greg's that are inspired you are there any individuals within there um, whether it's in the Com Zero community or outside of that that are your comms inspirations? Um, not so much individuals but another kind of group of people that I continually kind of Get up, keep myself up to speed um, with and this was actually after hearing them speak at a, another event as well um, was the comms team at DVLA which is a bit yeah. of a strange one but they presented a recent campaign that they'd done on vehicle tax yeah. um, and it was kind of a complete step away from how they would normally do yeah. their campaigns and I just thought that was fascinating especially having worked in civil service 
I can imagine the layers of governance that it took to kind of get that approval to just do something a little bit different um, and not just different for DVLA, kind of different from what we're used to seeing from central government. Um, I was actually working in civil service then at the time and it kind of gave me a bit of energy to go away and try to um, do something different in my own role and maybe challenge the norm a bit more. I hope that that has kind of paved the way really for some other um, similar de departments to do the same. But I think yeah. in, in general, a uh, bit of a cliche, but I think just people working in comms in general are pretty inspirational, yeah. especially this year. Uh, we have Don't a, cast we have a, a, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Doncaster keep continue to smash it. And they're they're right up there as well, aren't they, in terms of um I remember when they first um, did their campaign, probably back in twenty eighteen, I think that was when we did Comms Hero event in Leeds and we had um Rob Jefferson and um Liam Smith for uh, who uh, spoke at that event as well? So yeah, I've followed them quite actively since then. So yeah, there's so many, so many to mention. But um, but Lauren, I just want to uh, a fantastic, insightful conversation and lots of interesting points raised there. And uh, as I said earlier, I'm sure lots of people will be nodding in agreement with a number of things that you mentioned, um, and not uh, no more so than the actual tweet that you put out. And um, so. The, how can listeners connect with you? Because you know, part of Com Zero community is, is, is those connections. So um, that can get a hold of you on social. What are your handles? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, uh, L Millward 86, um, and I'm on LinkedIn too, which is just Lauren Millward. Um, it'd be great to connect, do some more therapy sessions. Would be great. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, so. Thank you very much, Lauren. That's, as I say, really insightful and interesting. And for all the listeners, you'll find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, and also it'll be available on our website, comzero.com. And you can follow Comzero, be one of over 11,000 followers on uh, Twitter. My phone just keeps going. I'll have to work out how to do Do Not Disturb on that. Um, so uh, the as I mentioned, we've got the virtual um, networking events starting December 16th, 12th till 2, and they'll happen every month. And it's just a safe place for people to connect and build relationships. And we'll hope to see you on one of those. And if anyone fancies an opportunity to get on an episode of the Oh My Comms Zero podcast, just drop a DM through to uh, Comms Zero and myself at Asif Chowdhury on Twitter or on LinkedIn as well. You'll find me on there, um, Asif Chowdhury. So uh, thanks very much indeed, Lauren. And um, I look forward to catching up with you again at one of the Comsero events. Hey, thanks for having me.